Welcome to the Kingdom Minded Mompreneur, where we, Becky and Monique, your new biz besties, both busy moms just like you. We're here to talk all things network marketing, mom life, and how to truly live out your calling. We'll be dropping two episodes each week to help you, the busy mompreneur, know the exact strategies to build both your business and your home. You'll hear each week from one of the top network marketers on their best tips for what's led to their success and what's working now. We know that you're here because you are called to something more. You have a desire to succeed in both your business and at home, and we are going to teach you how. If you love what you hear here on the podcast and want to be one of our success stories, join us inside our community, The Kingdom Minded Mompreneur, where we provide a daily social media action plan, additional resources, kingdom coaching, and more. Click the show notes for the link to join. So let's get into the episode. Hello, welcome back to the Kingdom Minded Mompreneur. It's Monique and Becky here. Hey, Becky. Hello, hello. We're excited about today's topic because Becky and I are not afraid to go there. You know, <laughs> we're not afraid to talk about the things that maybe some people don't want to talk about or people think, but nobody's actually saying out loud. So today is the beginning of a three-part series that we're going to give you all about what the network marketing industry won't tell you. Dun, Drum dun, roll. Dun. <laughs> <laughs> what the network marketing industry will not tell you. Okay, so today's episode, part one, we're going to be talking about why your rank is not your worth. And I feel like before we get into any of these episodes that we want to give you a disclaimer yeah. that we love the network marketing, direct sales, social selling, industry. We serve this industry. We coach in this industry. We both have had very impactful life changes. I adopted three boys and afterwards was able to, you know, have a network marketing business be the resource that allowed me to have a flexible schedule. Becky had an amazing experience being at the top of a company. So we both have seen how it has created life-changing impact for our specific families and for our lives. And we love this industry. So with that being said, we want all of this to come through that filter. We are not here to bash the industry, but we do want to shine a light on some things that we feel like maybe have gotten misconstrued or, or maybe there's, you know, become this culture. So what are your thoughts, Becky, on your rank is not your worth? Well, I think the first thing that comes to mind, just because I have, well, we both have, right? Coached At this point, I would go as far to say thousands of women. I mean, yes, I've coached men, but I just want to speak to the mama, right? And I think for me personally, there have been so many women that they achieve this rank or title and then they lose that rank or title for whatever reason, right? Like whether it's their own fault or not, right? They're not doing it or life circumstances or who knows, right? And there's this sense of like shame, like shame that comes with it and and depression and like regret and like, oh, worthiness. And, And I just, the first thing that I think about is like, you know, there are so many things in life 
when you accomplish it, it can't be taken away from you, right? Like I have ran a half marathon and that's something I'm insanely proud of. And if someone were to come to me and say, Becky, you know, unless you continue to run half marathons, you can't say that you ran a half marathon. I would literally be like, uh, how does that make any sense? Like, it makes no sense, right? It's something I'm proud to have done. But I'm like, that would be impossible for me to forever and always just maybe because of my health or maybe whatever, right? And I just think, I just want to tell that woman, regardless of what the company protocol is, um, and this has nothing to do with like corporate or like bashing them, but just in general, like every company is different. And I've experienced both sides of it where it's like, once you achieve it, like it's a lifetime rank and yay, that's cool. And I've been in a company where like, once you achieve it, you have to hit it every certain amount of time or like you lose it. And so I just think, I don't know. I just thought that for a second. Yeah. 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 I mean, okay. So I think that's interesting that you just brought up, you know, in some companies, they, the way that they run their company is when you hold a rank or when you hit a rank, you are a lifetime blank, you know, right. sparkle unicorn, whatever, <laughs> like whatever your title is, like you have a lifetime title of blank rank, whatever rank you are. Other companies are what you're talking about, where when you hit a certain title, you have to do certain things to maintain it, or you go backwards and right. now you're re-ranked as a, you know, whatever that lower title is. And I did not realize until we started coaching, because I come from the company that I had done was, you know, we held our rank. And so even yeah. if you didn't, you know, achieve that the following month or the following year or whatever, like you were the lifetime of whatever. And so it didn't really, it wasn't a hit to your esteem necessarily. Right. But when, I, when we were coaching, when we started coaching, so many of our clients are in one specific company where you do lose your rank. Yeah, And we would have calls with people that literally women would be in tears just talking about they went backwards and they've, you know, yeah. they weren't able to hit their rank. And I just thought, because it wasn't just that, okay, you went backwards in title, but it was the identity that was associated with that, the worthiness that was, yes. it was like, I don't have any more worth because I went backwards. And yeah. honestly, I just, even just hearing it from people, I would think, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Like you've already achieved the thing that doesn't make sense. But for so many women, their worthiness mm. is attached to their rank. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because I feel like when you think about, you know, your title and, you know, the, the shiny objects and the carrots that are dangled in front of you, it's not to say don't chase after that or don't, you know, have that as maybe a goal that you've set, like whatever it is, whatever title, you know. Um, I just want to speak to that concept for a moment of like, just like you said, like don't attach your worth to it. And also if you're, if you are in the corporate and you happen to be listening to this, maybe just like share with someone <laughs> that this might be something to consider, you know, to evaluate because I, I mean, there have been women that have literally given up on the industry or on the company or on whatever, because they think, well, if I can't hold this thing, then I don't want it. And I think it's two completely different things to say you're paid, right? Your paycheck reflects that title and 
given a title because they've achieved it. I think those are two completely different conversations and that's not what we're talking about. But I do think in regards to your worthiness, I just, just like I said, like, it's like you, you accomplished something, which maybe was this huge deal to you. And like, no one can take that from you. I don't care what your badge at conference says, or, you know, when you log into your company, like once you've accomplished the thing, like that's incredible. Like, yes, celebrate it, be proud of it. But a couple of thoughts in regards to rank, like if you attach your worthiness to being able to contribute on the corporate level and help the company as a whole and have a say in like what is impacting the entire field. And that is something you're really passionate about. Honestly, like maybe the corporate level is more of like where your focus should be. Like maybe that, it, maybe you being in the field and getting so obsessed with the promotion and this and that and how it's impacting what you're capable of and able to do. I mean, if you're obsessing over that, then that might not be something that you need to be focused on. Because to me, when I think about like rank and title, like, yes, there are incentives where, you know, if you're going to earn a trip or something, if you hit a certain rank by a certain time and it's like a $10,000 trip and you are like, oh, I'm $1,000 away and you're like working and you spend a little money to invest, like, you know, you're getting a $10,000 trip. So yes, it's worth it. Right. But if you are literally pouring like money or asking favors or putting stuff on a credit card to maintain a title, I think you just need to like take a step back for a minute, right? And say like, why am I doing this, right? Like what is what is the reason behind, right? What am I, what are the stories that I'm telling myself that are causing me to like act in this way, right? If you look at any other company, like, you know, I, I don't know, like if you worked at like IBM or Dell or Apple, like you would not be like, here, Apple, here's $2,000 so I can keep my job. You'd be like, I'm going to go get another job. Well, and I think it's the culture that's been accepted. It's been accepted and it's not talked about, you know, but behind the scenes, I think there are things that people do to keep their rank or to keep people above float, mm -hmm. you know, keep, keep people afloat. But you know, you did an excellent post the other day on social media, Becky. And I think something that you had mentioned in there was when it happens organically, you sustain it. But when you yes. force things, oftentimes like you force it and then a week later it falls apart. Like I know with our, you know, with our company, it was once a week, every Wednesday, you know, you kind of reevaluated where you were. And so, and you had to hold it for a period of time and, and you know, you could easily try to force things to come into place in time for something. But if it's forced, then you're going to have to work even harder yes. to maintain versus putting your head down and doing the actions that are needed in order to get the right kind. And I think this is also where leadership comes into play because, you know, when you can find other people to come alongside you who share the same vision that you have, who understand what's needed and they are all pulling their weight, then your business feels like it's organically becoming what you want it to be versus you kind of being the one person at the top holding all of these pieces yes. together. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, a thousand percent. And I could literally talk about this all day long and I won't. 
but I literally could. Um, yeah, I it kind of takes me back to when I was in the industry, 2018, and my team had, or maybe 2017, and we had I had begun developing a significant amount of leaders. And I think at that time, when I think about the way I presented, you know, promoting in the career plan and the way I presented, you know, the I this idea of more and leadership development, it was more of I was I was more focused on what this company and what this compensation plan and what getting to that level would allow you to do. Like right? Like I was pitching it in this way where it was not necessarily about oh, let's get to this level and be at this title and did right? It was more like, hey, when you hit this rank, here is what is possible, right? Here's what is available to you. Here's how much money you could make, et cetera, et cetera. And I can remember when I hit a certain level, we easily sustained it. In fact, I continued to promote leaders the next couple of months. There was no question around, no favors needed to be asked. It was this beautiful, I think, time. I literally have chills right now. It was this beautiful time in my career where, you know, we were we were all doing something together. You know, you hear me say we, right? Like we were all collectively working towards this exciting thing, but no, there wasn't this, I guess, pressure of like, oh, you know, we have to hit this title. We have to have this rank. We have to do this thing. And instead, like I said, it was more of a focus on like, let's help everyone achieve their goals. And then I look at a time period when, right, I achieved this big thing and I wanted to keep it. I didn't want to go backwards. And so then it became, okay, well, I have to go to the next thing now. And, you know, okay, well, let's do the math. Like almost like these puzzle pieces, like in these things, like not coming out or coming undone or loose and like making sure everything was like intact and, and okay, we have to build on it. And do I have other people that are supporting that goal? And then it, so it came, became more of, like you said, this juggling and balancing act of like making sure I was holding everything in place versus I think before I was so, I think, obsessed with this idea of like, I wanted other people to know what was available and possible. It wasn't a matter of keeping it intact, right? That scarcity of like, oh, I need to like hold it all in or we won't be able to do blank. And before it was more of this open, like, look what is available to you. Right. And I just think that shift changed that. I mean, I can directly see. Um, now, of course, there was like a lot of things going on in my life. You know, of course, COVID started to happen and all of these, you know, various like marriage stuff, like lots of things were going on. So I can't say it was like, oh, this company. But it was this my own, I think, dynamic of shifting the focus to let me help you to how can I keep it all intact? Yeah. Well, and I think too, there's a fine line between like you as a leader. Yes, there are things that you're going to have to do to be a responsible leader and checking your back office and checking your, you know, if somebody's going to be falling off or if they just need this much more in volume, like letting them know, hey, you realize you're so close to, you know, whatever. I do think that there are things that leaders do need to do. 
But I think what we're talking about here is the forcing, the forcing of things when you don't have leadership, other people in leadership, and you're kind of the one forcing things to happen or forcing something that's not ready. You know, it's not at its right place yet. Um, And I think, you know, this goes back to the previous episode that we did about Oftentimes, like when you're not where you want to be, it's because you have not developed into the person that you need to become. And so sometimes when you're forcing things, you may not have necessarily become who you needed to become, right? Like you may not have the leadership in place to have the ability to lead a team or the ability to problem solve or the ability to handle certain things that would be required at that level. So I think that's a whole, there's a whole conversation we can have. Yes. Something else I think would be worthwhile to talk about is for those of you listening to ask yourself this question, why did you start Mm -hmm. in your network marketing company? Because if you can answer that and really evaluate what your priorities are. Like if you do not look to the left, look to the right, you don't get caught up in the noise, ask yourself like, what are your priorities? Now, along with this, I wanna give another disclaimer to say, it is okay to have goals that could maybe be, let's say on a scale of one to 10, that you're like, okay, I wanna achieve a four, right? Like you come in and you're like, I just wanna hit this level four, but you see the 10 and you see what's possible and it motivates you. And you're like, okay, I could, I actually could do more than what I thought I wanted to do. I think that there is that element and that is important. But the reason why I encourage people to ask why you even want this is because sometimes you could come into something and you could, I'm going to use the example of, I'm going to give an example of somebody who she was actually my upline in um in one of the companies I was in. And she, I admired her so much. She was homeschooling. At this point, actually, she was finishing homeschooling, but she had homeschooled four boys. And when she got started in her direct, you know what that's funny is I had I never put this together, but I hadn't even had my kids yet before this. Oh, and wow. um I didn't and now I'm realizing I'm like that right, you're homeschooling. Yeah, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like the example. But um anyway, she got into it was a jewelry company. She got into this company because she wanted to be able to homeschool her boys and she wanted to be able to have enough where she could pay for their schooling, pay for all of their curriculum and be a homeschool mom. And so she came into the company and for all of these years, she did that. And I remember one time having a conversation with her where, you know, sometimes with your upline, they're not always like fully transparent with you about how they really feel. But she was, she said to me, she's like, you know, Monique, she's like, sometimes I ask myself, like, why haven't I gone further than what I desired? And she said, but the, the Lord always reminds me, you came into this for the purpose of homeschooling your children and being able to pay for their curriculum. And she said, for all of these years, I did exactly that. I was able to be that present mom. And I was also able to do something that allowed me to have fun, that allowed me to get out of the house, that allowed me to bring in a little bit of income. And she said, um, I was faithful to what he called me to do. So I share that story to say that sometimes whatever God calls you to might not feel like it's enough 
when you are looking around, like if you're looking Mm -hmm. around and you're comparing, I just saw a reel this morning that was talking about how when Eve was in the garden, instead of looking all around at like all that God had given her, like all the trees, it was like the one tree she couldn't have, like the one Mm -hmm. fruit that she couldn't Mm -hmm. have. She got so fixated on that. And so I say this to say, for those of you who are listening, ask yourself, like, what is it that he's called you to? Like, what is it that he has called you to in this business? And are you still staying on track with that? Or are you allowing yourself to listen to outside voices that might not be helping you stay on track with the direction that God has given you? Does that make sense? Yes, a hundred percent. And I can remember there were times in my career where my mom would be like, remember why you started, you know, and she wasn't trying to like shame me or anything, but it was like at a time when I was just getting so stressed and overwhelmed and, and kind of just questioning, like her questioning saying like, I know this is what you want, but like, you know, I just want to like, let's revisit this, you know, just trying to give me advice. A lot of times I was very dismissive and like, mom, stop, you know, like, get stop, you know, like, please just let it go. And I'm reminded of something she said to me once when you were talking about that. She said, do not let the reason that you started your business become what you sacrifice to have success. And I I have chills because I remembered like it like literally stabbed, it like pierced me because I started so I could make a thousand dollars a month, right? And so many times what I see happen in the industry is just like you said, outside of this woman who clearly had her priorities, right? And maybe had to check herself on on occasion, right? Like, okay, why am I doing this again? But I think, you know, we, we start to see, we maybe get a little taste of it, of the excitement of the recognition of the shiny objects of the whatever, the way it makes us feel, um, because that is one incredible thing about the industry, right? Is like, like Gloria was saying on the podcast, we interviewed her, like you show up, you're great. Like you sneeze, you're great. Right. And, and that's good. You know, that's, it feels good for someone to love on you and tell you, you know, and recognize you and send you gifts. But at the end of the day, you know, your company could close their doors tomorrow. And who will you still be? You know, who would you be? You would still be their mama, right? You will still be so-and-so's wife or whatever, or a single mom or, you know, uh, whatever, right? Like you're still you, your identity is in Christ. Your identity is not that of, and I know we're going to talk a little bit more (laughs) about this and part three. So stay tuned. Right. But I think at the end of the day, the reason you start, and it's okay. Like, we're not saying it's not okay to like level up your goals and chase bigger and bolder and incredible things, right? Like I know because of the industry, I quickly learned there was more out there for me. There was more available to for me. There was a way to make significant life-changing income, but, right, but at what expense? And so I do think that's why we are so... Like, oh, we just, we just want to tell the woman who is the mompreneur, right? Like that whole concept that we say over and over, but it's like the sacred and like, what will you sacrifice? And I just feel like for that woman who like, it's okay if for me, you know, I've started the business so I can make a thousand dollars a month. Cool. Okay. Well, I realized, I realized, okay, I can make more. And it's not saying that you can, you should only ever 
go after what you started for, but it's saying, okay, but why are you doing it now? Right? So it's like, why did you start? And what are you really chasing after right now? And is it the thing that you feel God has called you to do? Thanks so much for listening to the Kingdom Minded Mompreneur. If you loved what you heard today, could you stop and give us a five-star rating and review? It helps our visibility on podcasting platforms so others like you can hear more of this message. Also, if this episode encouraged you, we would love for you to pass it along to your own biz bestie and anyone else who could benefit. Lastly, don't forget that if you want to hang out with us just a little bit more, join us inside the Kingdom Minded Mompreneur community. Click the link in the show notes. Bye for now.